Hey guys, welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where two best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And welcome. Or welcome back. Yeah, whichever. If you're new, if you're not. Buckle in. Yeah, we're glad that you're joining (laughs) us. We love you guys. This week we read a book. We're going to talk about it. Um, But shit, I forgot to pull up our questions. Um, But first, (laughs) we're going to do our second sweet. Yes. So, Lacey, what's your suck for the week? So, my suck is, why are guys' jeans, like, the most expensive things? So, okay. you had to do some back-to-school shopping, it So, like. yeah, okay. So, <laughs> I went this weekend to get a couple bras, because we always need them. Oh, my God, that and is so freaky. That Okay, I'll tell you why <laughs> in a minute. Keep going. And then I went next door to Old Schmavy. <laughs> why do you call it that? <laughs> so I don't get sued? No. Oh. <laughs> but um I got me <laughs> I got me a couple shirts, you know, a couple clearance shorts and like a pair of like lounge pants. Mm-hmm. All of that amounted to two pairs of jeans for my boy from Old Navy. How much were the jeans? They were like forty four ninety nine a piece. I was like, they weren't having a sale or nothing. Holy shit! No, and I thought, you know, they would be because everything else was on yeah. sale. No, you gotta wait first. Old Navy has some good sales. Like, yeah. Well, you know, I'm gonna wait, have. Wait, did they have fifty percent off jeans this weekend? I could have swore they had something, but apparently uh, yeah, not. I got an email about it. But apparently, hold on not. to your receipt, just yeah. in case, because they they like during the week they'll do like one day they'll have oh denim jackets for $15 and then the next day they'll have like oh yoga pants for 12 like so you got to I'll 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 help you don't yeah. worry hold well, on to that receipt. you know I wasn't caring about trying to find a sale I just needed to find a you jeans, needed to find holy it. shit yeah like all of my stuff amounted to two pairs of his jeans and I'm like how that's ridiculous well so denim is like good denim's expensive and yeah but then we went and found Levi's this morning for, like, half the price. Really? Yeah. I feel like, man, Levi's... Steve went through this phase where... I can't remember which ones he wears. But they would rip in the exact same spot every freaking time. Levi's. Yeah. My old navy so jeans do like, that. They rip in the, the thighs same first. quality or anything? I don't, I don't know. know. So did you buy the Levi's or you're going to stick with the old navy? I, we bought Levi's, too. Because this is, like, his first, like real pair of jeans and he's like going into middle school so I gotcha. want him to look okay. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so he doesn't get picked on, you know. These rich kids are mean. Um yeah. <laughs> so there's also this thing with denim. Um so there's like a black market for denim in Russia. American denim. Because apparently they cannot replicate the whatever we do to our denim here or I'm pretty sure that shit's made in China. Whatever we're doing, Russia cannot replicate, but, you know, they don't want to sell American. Like, you know, we got issues. Right. Um, I believe there's also trade embargoes on Russia, and I believe they have them on us as well. Don't call me on that. I should have asked my husband before I started talking about it. Maybe. He's the one that told me this story, Maybe. and I wrote a paper about it. should take a suitcase full of denim next summer to No, you'll, get, you'll get arrested. <laughs> you will totally get arrested. Russia doesn't I don't play. care that much anyway. Well, they have they have a whole black market, and it's all oh, it's That's like insane. Levi's. And it's like, if you get caught with them, you'll get arrested. That's insane. And yes. It, we talked about it in one of my classes last semester, and... Just something about the denim that they can't, and they love it because it's durable and they want it. And it's softer, I'm sure. But they can't make it and they aren't supposed to get it. Don't we, like, recycle a lot of our jeans, though, supposedly? We sell it. They they claim all Um, this stuff. What are your, my favorite jeans? I like Old Navy's. Yeah, I like the Rockstar skinny. Yeah. Even though skinny jeans are out, I don't give a shit. Okay. I'm still wearing them. Um, Target. Used to have my favorite, they were Mossimo. Mm-hmm. They were like real denim, not like this jegging shit. Ugh. And I still have them. I refuse to get rid of them because I'm like, they don't make jeans like this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to find a good pair of jeans. It really is. You have to wear them in. <sighs> and they are expensive. Here's the thing that I don't like is that sizing in women's clothing is absolutely ridiculous and we have got to do something about it. Men's pants. A size 36 pants is a size 36. It's going to be the same. It's a measurement. Yeah, yeah. It's the same all around. A woman size 12 varies from store to freaking store. It's ridiculous. I went to, okay, so I went to, like, 
a Ross-type store this weekend. Uh And I went a size up in some of the dresses that I got, and they were still, like, really tight. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, I shouldn't have to go two sizes up Mm -hmm. for a dress. You know who's really bad about it? It's fucking J. Crew. I'm calling you out. (laughs) I tell you, in one pair of pants from Old Navy, I wear a size 12. That's not the size I wear. That's just an example. But in a pair of J. Crew pants, I wear a 20. That's ridiculous. Eight sizes. Yeah. Well, That's technically. Eight numbers, four sizes. Yeah. You're going to tell me you have a yeah. four size difference. So while you're acting like you're all inclusive, you're, you're really not, not all inclusive because your size 20 is a size mm-hmm. 12. No. Get out of here, J. Crew. Do better. That's why y'all went bankrupt. <sighs> Booyah. Well, you know, it's all about portrayal of our sizes too in the media and everything yes else. and let me clarify it's not j crew it's j crew factory that does that shit because if you go to the regular j crew their sizes are are usually spot on so well, i don't know why the, factory why the difference yeah girls are not getting started mm. why no. the difference <sighs> it's frustrating being a woman. Uh, it's frustrating just doing shopping and doing all the clothes well, that's funny that that's your suck because my suck is bra shopping. <laughs> uh, that too, like it's, it's like a pain I didn't in the even butt. I didn't even get the bras that I wanted because they didn't have my size mm-hmm. in what I wanted. So I had to get like two different colors and two different styles that I didn't really want, but I needed the types. Mm-hmm. So anyone that has ever had to shop for a bra knows it's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And like when you switch sizes and you got to go and tr- actually try them yeah. on. Here's the thing I don't understand. The cup size should be universal. It's not. But if you change the band size, the cup is either smaller or larger. But, like, yep. you could have, like, a 38C, the cup is bigger than a 36D cup. That makes no sense. No. Because D is higher. Right. So the cup should be, like, a universal thing. No. And the, it makes absolutely no No, it's not that sense. It can't. It can't ever be that simple. <laughs> I had to take six sizes in the fitting yeah. room with me. Yet. Here's yeah. the other bullshit. They had like 20 fitting rooms, right? They were only letting three of them be used. Why? Because of COVID. Oh. We're in rooms with the door shut. Why do we... Because they we... had to sanitize Well, they're supposed to sanitize it. They were not saying it. Because I walked out and some other chick walked. Because there was a freaking line through the store. Mm-hmm. So they did not sanitize that shit. Oh, where I went to get my dresses, like, their AC was out. <laughs> oh, my So, God. their dressing rooms weren't open. So, like, I just had to kind of buy what I was interested in. And then if it didn't fit, go exchange it. It was ridiculous. Like, the AC was out in the whole store? Yes. She said, like, they have four units and three of them were out. Girl, I would have turned around <laughs> and walked right back. Was it we hot? Yeah, we, but we didn't know why. Like, I had my mask on and I was right next to the window. Oh, and, I was, and that makes it And it was, like, it was that, really yeah. late in the day. So, I was like, well, maybe it's just the sun coming through and then we get to the registers and they have a sign behind it. I was like, oh, well, that explains it. Oh, my God. And it was like 103 yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, your son doesn't have to wear uniforms? No, no, not out here. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't want him to have to go through that because it's bullshit. Yeah, remember it was my senior year, your junior my year, junior when year. they started that And we had already bullshit. gone two to three years. And they don't years. need to do uniforms anymore. They t- oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they don't. When I had to go pick up my transcript to enroll in college, I had to go there. Yeah, naturally. They wouldn't mail it. No. I had to go there, and no, they were wearing ripped jeans. And that's ridiculous. I was like, wow. So, so we go two years with no uniforms, two years with uniforms, mm-hmm. so they're not even wearing uniforms now. Mm-hmm. Like, how ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I bet you they even let special hair colors now, whereas when I had black and blonde, it was a thing. Oh, they're just like, who cares what people's hair, like... It doesn't. It does not distract. No. You know what's distracting is you pointing out what someone's yes, wearing. Like exactly. who freaking cares? I love how in the movies, like at the California schools, they're always wearing like tank tops and shit, and everyone knows, like, no, that's not even allowed in school. No. Like you can't wear that stupid no. strap shit. Mm-hmm. You try and walk in with that, they're sending you home or putting you in a sweatshirt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I went bra shopping. I got two bras. Steve waited outside because he did not feel comfortable walking into the bra store. <laughs> He said he didn't want other people to feel other uncomfortable to feel, to feel like he's I get that. looking at That's nice. them or watching yeah. what they're buying. That's nice. Um, That's really considerate. Of yeah, me. but then it was hard because I didn't have anyone. I was like, "Hey, like, I'm very indecisive." Yeah, you're like, you're like, did you send pictures where you like to? See I did. <laughs> I did actually send a picture. 
and he was like, I didn't know that was coming, and I opened it on that bench and was like, whoa. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, yeah, I did send a picture. And I get up to the register to check out, and this kind of made me a little uncomfortable. There were two men running the registers at Victoria's Secret. Oh. And, it, okay, it didn't make me uncomfortable because I'm fine, like, whatever. But I could see where other people might be uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like... Because it's a lingerie store. He didn't even wrap my bras in tissue paper. And when I worked at Victoria's Secret... It was a thing. Course, that was a really long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So people don't see what's in your bag when you're walking around the mall. Like, you could just glance in and see my two leopard... Obviously, I got leopard print bras. Well, naturally. I get leopard print everything. <laughs> so everyone could see. And my matching leopard print panties because I had a free panty coupon. And I'm like... Ain't y'all supposed to wrap this shit up in tissue paper? Well, then I had a question about a coupon, and he, like, it seemed like he was kind of flustered. And I'm like, if you're flustered, what are you doing back there? Yeah. But it's like, what else can they do? They can't put them on the floor. They can't put them in the fitting room. Well, I mean, maybe, you know. Uh, it's they weren't great. Maybe they weren't supposed to be out there, and somebody called in. Maybe. You know? Maybe they were, like, stock room right. employees or something. I mean. I guess it's don't know. great for being inclusive, paper. but yeah. it's like. A woman, most women are not going to want to talk to a man in about a laundry their store. Like, I don't yeah. like seeing a male gynecologist because they're not going to understand what I'm going through. No. They don't know what cramps are like or... No. But it, let's be clear here. It's not just women that shop for bras. Let's no. be clear. No. It could be... I Anybody. I don't want to, you know, put that stigma on it. I could just see where someone could be uncomfortable with a male checking out their lingerie or underwear. Especially if they... If you need to get sized or something. Too. Yeah, and that was my issue. I was having sizing issues. Yeah. So, I don't know. And I had a question about a coupon, and he got really flustered. And I'm like, dude, are you a man? Like, what's going on here? Like, you know where you work, right? I don't know. <laughs> is that weird? If you guys think, okay, tell me what y'all think. Was I just shocked by, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I was just, like, out of sorts. Let us know. Email us. Messages. Yeah. I've just never seen a dude in a lingerie store, working in a lingerie store before. Well, we don't have many out here, to be fair, either. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, so yeah, that's my suck. Um, but I did get to go to the mall, and that was fun. Even though it was good, God, it was so busy. I hated it. Ugh. There were so many people. I wore my mask because it's freaking Delta variant. Yeah. Um, but it was I packed. Just, it was so busy. I, I'm afraid for next wave that's gonna come. Me too. Just because nobody's wearing masks. Yeah, here. no one's wearing like, masks. No one, like when I went to get my shopping done, like even the workers weren't wearing masks. And, and mm-hmm. on the store out front, it says, you know, masks recommended or masks required. And I'm like, yeah. really? <laughs> when I went to the post office yesterday, it was required. Like you had to Good. wear a mask. Because it, it's like federal, I guess. Um, but yeah, our governor don't give a shit about no. us. And um, see, we're worried about when school starts because the governor made it to where... The school you districts can't, can't decide. Right. That's bullshit. Right. And this new variant, like, if they don't have a, even if they have a vaccine, this new variant's deadly. So, like, what yeah. do I do? You know? Vaccinated people are getting sick. They're in the hospital. Yeah. Like, it's like, do I make my kid wear a mask, even though they're going to tell him, you know? And you don't know what he does when he's there. He exactly. Could take, I mean, I'd probably take that shit off if I was a kid. I'd be like, bye, mom. Well, you then, see, you're going to see everybody else in your school right. wearing one, and then you're going to feel, you know, zoned out. Or not zoned out, but, you know. Not included because you're wearing yeah, yeah because you're wearing a mask and nobody else is. Not to mention, um, I would be terrified if I was a teacher. Like kids are the germiest little. That's exactly what my mom dude. said. She's like, kids are the worst with germs. And, it's like half you know, of them don't wash their hands. Exactly. Exactly. Gross. They sneeze everywhere. They don't cover yeah, their they don't mouths. cover their mouth. They share stuff naturally. Yes, they share. Oh, I remember my mom used to tell me all the time. Don't share stuff. And I was like, you're not here. You don't see what I did. <laughs> and now I'm like horrified that I used to like share drinks with people. Yeah. You're like, don't Ugh. touch my stuff. What's your sweet for the week? I go on vacation Wednesday. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, are you scared at all about COVID? No, because I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm taking my Lysol. I've got Well, wipes. and you're not really going to be around people. No. Like, we're only going, well, I mean, we are, but. We're going to the spa for a couple of days, but they require masks where we're going until you, like, get into your service. 
Mm, so that's like nice. I'll be wearing a mask until I go in for like my back massage or like Damn, my you're looking it up. I'm getting some stuff done. <laughs> I want to go to the. I've never been to a spa like that. Uh, me, I have like I've been, but I haven't got like anything done besides like soaking in their mineral bath. So this time I am. Mm. So now see. I have been to like uh like a bathhouse. Yeah, and then like. They have saunas and things, but then, like, the baths are in each individual, like, locker room. Yeah. So, like, Steve and I couldn't go together. Right. But I went by myself. I went into the cold one. The cold one felt amazing. Yes. The hot ones were nice, too, but then it, I'm, like, really modest, so I, like, have my towel. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> I put my legs in, and then I look around, and then, like, hurry up and rip my towel off and sink my <laughs> naked body in, because I'm, like, I don't want anyone to look at me. See, that's my thing about, like, getting massages and stuff, because I never had one until... Like this time, and I'm just like, but I'm gonna feel like, a little uncomfortable. I think you can tell them like, hey, I'm shy, I'm modest or whatever. Like, yeah, don't go below my waist or whatever. Well, and I'm see, sure I got strictly like a back package, okay. so they're only gonna massage my neck and shoulders, and then they're gonna like scrub my back, put a back clay mask on, and then there was like something else, and that's all. Okay. So it's kind of like mild for the modest, you know, yeah. first timer. You know what's really hard to do when you're modest, which I have to go do tomorrow, is go to the dermatologist for my yearly check. Have you been? Oh, yeah. No, not yet. Not this Girl, year. when I tell you they check every crack and crevice of your body for skin cancer. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, and I And I'm like... <laughs> I'm, like, trying to keep myself covered while they're, like, moving things, and I'm, like, <laughs> can I go home, Dad? You're, like, I know it's for the greater good, but oh, I hate it. Thank God it's only once a year. <laughs> yeah, they check, like, between your toes. And then they're, like, how long has this been here? I yes. don't know. I can't I have see this there. spot <laughs> on my side that's under my bra that I know, I just know they're going to biopsy it. And I'm, like, how the hell am I going to heal that? I'm not going to be able to wear a bra for yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, you're going to have to wait, yeah. <sighs> and I just got new bras. <laughs> All right. Well, my sweet for the week is, um, so I text Lacey. That, it's a long story, but I'm getting to it. My sweet is that I got to see my niece. Haven't seen her since freaking after Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So the story is, um, Lacey texted me this morning. She's like, hey, you know, let me know when you're coming over, da, da, da. And I'm like, I still have 50 pages to read. Actually, it was 100, but I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> I was too scared to tell you the truth. And you were, like, fast, were, you were like, I finished before you? Is like, has hell frozen over? <laughs> and I was like, listen, I was really busy. So it was my dad's birthday. It was also my niece's birthday. She's the 29th, and my dad is the first. And so Friday night, I had standing plans to go to my friend's house and meet her new puppy. Mm-hmm. And then last night, we were having dinner with my dad. So I didn't get to read that much Friday night. Right. Yesterday, I had to go buy one more little birthday present thing. Like, I had most of their presents. I just needed one more thing. And I had I had gotten that coupon for bras, and I needed bras. So I was like, okay, well, let me just go ahead and do this. Well, I didn't know I was going to be at the mall for freaking ever. Yeah. you know, then you're like, oh, let me go in here. Oh, let me go in here. Oh, I and did this. Steve's oh, like, oh, I want to get some tomatoes at Italy. Probably you can get tomatoes at the regular store. He's like, <laughs> not they're, the same. He's like they're different from it's Italy. He wanted the Italian tomatoes. Yeah, not the same. So you get the home, sauce tomatoes. And I like barely have enough time to like shower and get ready, right? <laughs> so no, I did not get any reading done yesterday. So I had to wake up this morning and read those last hundred pages, <laughs> which they were super fast. Yeah, they were. So last night at my dad's house, it was my dad, my stepmom, my older sister, my niece, myself, and Steve. And we're just, you know, we ate dinner, we had a great time, got to see her, that was great. Um, but this funny ass story came up. <laughs> You're gonna laugh your ass off. Okay. So, remember a few weeks ago when the hype of Netflix was sex live? Never yes. was watching it. Everyone was talking about it. Yeah. We, we Everybody was it. doing the blind react yes. to the shower scene. Yeah. So, I texted my older sister because, as y'all know, she exclusively reads smut. That is her jam. I was like, you got to watch this show. It's based on this book. So, she was like, she watched the first episode. She was like, this is trash, but I'm going to keep watching. <laughs> so, she keeps watching, and I'm like, wait, do you get to episode three? <laughs> so, apparently... She told her mom to watch it. Oh, no. Which is my stepmom. And um, my dad and I, we're very close, but we do not talk about those kinds of things. Like, I would talk. It's your dad. It's my dad. 
So, in by extension, I don't talk to my stepmom about those kinds of things. I would talk to my mom about those kinds of things. But, um, like, somehow, <laughs> I don't remember how the topic came up. But my older sister brought it up. And I think she was asking my stepmom if, if she, she watched, watched it. it. Yeah. And my stepmom's like, oh, my God. She's like, that thing was like. And my dad <laughs> is like, what the hell are y'all talking about? Meanwhile, my niece is sitting here. Granted, she just turned 19, but in my eyes, she's a child. She's still a She's baby. always going to be yeah. my little baby. And I'm like, oh my, and my husband, and my father. And I'm like, <laughs> and then uh, Christina's like, I know. And, she, and me and my sister were like, no, there's no way it's real. It had to have been a prosthetic. Oh, definitely. And my dad's like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? So I had to give him some backstory. I had to explain, like, this is her ex-boyfriend. Her husband's sizing him up in the shower. And my dad laughed. But he's like, why are you, he asked my older sister, why are you talking about this with your mom? And my stepmom's like, listen, just because you didn't talk about this kind of stuff with your mom, like, we have a different relationship. Like, she thought it was something that I would want to see. So I watched it. So then my dad brings up, he's like, well, since we're on the topic, um, have y'all ever heard about the Sears catalog? And we're like, well, yeah, who hasn't heard of a Sears catalog? He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I mean, specifically, Lacey, I shit you not. This is what he said. He goes, I mean, specifically, page 602 of the 1975 fall winter Sears catalog. And we're like, what are you talking about? That's oddly specific. Yeah. So you had to Google it. Apparently, in the fall winter catalog of 1975, on page 602, it was an advert for male well, underwear. It uh-huh. was boxers, the undershirts, and underwear. Well, somehow in the editing room, this man's tip of his penis was hanging out through the bottom of his boxer. Oh! And it missed the editing eyes. I'm showing her right now. If you want to Google it, Google it. Oh, my God! <laughs> it is literally... Oh, hanging out the tip of his boxer shorts. It's just, it's out. So my stepmom said, she's like, when that shit happened, she's like, they went all around the neighborhood. She's like, kids were coming up and like, hey, look at this. Because she would have been like, she would have been 15. And my dad would have been like 12. So they're right at that age, you know, we're yeah. And they were like, oh my God. Because I mean, those are some long boxer yeah. shorts. And yeah. kind of like the whole tip of it to be hanging out yeah. of the boxer shorts. Oh, he's looking for the dog. Sorry, we had to pause because um, it's the dog's dinner time. <laughs> she was being called. Okay, but for the tip of it to be hanging out of those boxer shorts. Really long. Yes. So, um, yeah, uh, my stepmom said her mom, like, heard them talking about it or whatever. And she ripped that page out of the catalog oh, and, like, goodness. ripped it up and threw it away. Because they were like, look. <laughs> well, there's also a song about it. <laughs> And my dad played the song. And we were like, oh my god, this is so funny. Like, funny. something to happen in the 70s when everyone's, like, modest and yeah, prude and this dude's wang is hanging out just, in the just catalog. Like, I would have been proud of that, too, honestly. <laughs> I bet he went around showing it that. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> he's like an old man and he's got it hanging in his ass. He's like, oh, speaking of hanging. <laughs> Framed on the wall like, yeah. That one? Yeah. Right like, here. Bro, <laughs> boxers are not supportive. Oh, <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, enough penis talk. Wow, we talked about bras, we talked about penises. That's okay. That's okay. <sighs> We're just getting into Everybody it knows since I've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is nothing. This is nothing new. I bet William's topic. blushing. Oh, I bet he's laughing. <laughs> oh, we just had a guest appearance. That's okay. <laughs> Um, the dog was not ready for dinner, so she came back to be with us. She's our other She's our mascot, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this week, we read The Maidens Mm -hmm. by Alex. What did we say? Michael Ladies. Michael Ladies. Michael Ladies. We looked it up. We've listened to Google say it a few times. (laughs) Um, so on the last episode, I was like, I wonder if he's Greek. Da-da-da-da. Turns out he is. Well, Cyprus is its own country. It says at the back, he was born and raised in Cyprus. It is in, in the Mediterranean. It's an island off the coast of Greece. But technically, it's its own country. But I think they still study what Greek history I, and all of that. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they do. So, I mean, there's a lot of heavy influence 
Definitely. Of, like, Greek mythology in this book. Definitely. A ton of it. So that was kind of like, okay, this dude, he, he must have, like, first-hand knowledge. Um, but, yeah, let me pull up the questions. You want to give them a synopsis? Okay. So it follows this lady, Mariana. Mariana? I was unsure of that, too. I was thinking Mariana, Mariana. but you never we'll know. say Mariana. It sounds more Greek. so mariana is a group counselor basically there's been a murder at her niece's college so her niece's caller her niece calls her up says hey can you come out here you know this isn't right we need some support so she goes out turns into like this little investigator Mm -hmm. and starts like accusing this greek professor who has a circle of female students the maidens that he calls everybody calls the maidens and he gives special tutoring mm-hmm. to yeah she's so, she's doing the air yeah so we'll go from there mm-hmm. <laughs> so her niece is like kind of like a child to her because her niece's parents died when she was young and Mariana has just recently lost her husband. Mm -hmm. It's been like 14 months or something. um, Who was kind of like a father to her niece. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that later. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) So, she is a group therapist. Mm -hmm. And it starts out with her running her therapy group. um, With this one little member getting a little too close. Yeah, they're they're so this honestly this book goes it there's so many loops that there are, are so unnecessary. Many. Yeah. Like oh yeah. I liked it. I did too. And I I'm, I'm just going to tell you guys right now, um part I don't want people to think we're just negative. No. Part of a book club is dissecting the book, mm-hmm. and that's what we're doing when we talk about this and that's why you know when we ask you guys questions and we want you that's what we're doing i'm not saying this dude is untalented no definitely not because this book is shit he has he's he is a very good writer some of his analogies and the way he sets scenes up it's just some of the character choices some of the character choices and some of the things it's almost like he needs to study some of the really good mystery thriller writers because his loops like don't make sense no and we'll talk about that um so let's just kind of go we've set this we've set the tone she's doing group therapy she has this one patient who keeps following her and following her Mm -hmm. and he lifts up his shirt and shows her where he's like carved crosses all into himself like like they're still bloody and she's like oh henry you gotta go i gotta call my niece back um hello Shouldn't you be calling someone? Yeah, like an ambulance. He has or just something. showed you he's yeah. harmed himself and he's following mm-hmm. you. And you're a therapist? Yeah. No. First red flag. Um, I also didn't like how when she gets the call from Zoe, it doesn't tell you until like two chapters later who the fuck Zoe is. What it's her yeah. niece. Mm-hmm. So you're like, why is this person calling her? How are they related? Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Um so let's go to the first question. What was your favorite part of the book? I did like all of the Greek mythology put in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Because it's not like the main Greek gods and stories that you always yeah. hear about. It's different ones. Yeah. yeah. That was good. Um, I wrote... I and I'm not I'm... even going to try and pronounce them because I, I can't. They're good. <laughs> He is a really good writer. I put page seven, the gray quote. Let me see. Okay. So she's talking about her husband that's died behind the veil. That's how it felt. Since Sebastian died, Mariana no longer saw the world in color. Life was muted and gray and far away, behind a veil, behind a mist of sadness. I mean, that just really, like, mm-hmm. I love stuff like that. I think that was great, so... That was my favorite part. He's a good writer. What was your least favorite part of the book? I'm going to hold that question for myself till the end. I mean, I should probably should too, because we're both probably going to say the okay. ending. Okay. <laughs> was it a fast or slow read and why? It was a fast read. It was very fast. Was the fast. chapters are super short. Yeah. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. a 
page and a half. I did like how he broke up the chapters and then parts. Yes. So it felt like, you know, you're watching a movie and it's like part two and you're like, ooh. <laughs> I was also wondering if that was like an homage to Greek tragedies. I think like it was plays, too. Yeah, I think it was things too. Like that. Um, because he had Greek quotes on each yes. part. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't choppy. I don't think. No. It it could, flowed. Yeah, it flowed. They were short, but it was a very. I mean, I read a hundred pages this morning. It was fast. Yeah, it's really fast. Like I, I kept glancing. I'm like, am I really this far into the yeah, book? Yeah. Like you would just be sitting down mm-hmm. for like thirty minutes, and then you're like, oh wow, I just read a ton of pages. So he's a very good writer. Mm-hmm. He just needs. To work on, like, his structure and some of the characters and storylines. And he's not, like, overly descriptive. No. Not so at all. he gives you, like, what you need. And exactly. you're good. And the story is going. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Um, which event scene character has stuck with you the most? The professor. Yeah, he's a real douche. <laughs> Alright, well, let's get up to the point where we... And then we'll talk about the professor. So... She's dealing with Henry. Her niece calls her. She's like, oh, my God, my friend, her her niece is at Oxford, right? No, it's, um. I think it's Oxford. No, it's not Oxford. It's okay. Cambridge, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, Cambridge University. Does she, okay, she went to Cambridge. Okay. Yeah, they all went to Cambridge. Everybody so went to Cambridge. So like, <laughs> hey, my friend died. I'm pretty, you, like, turn on the news. You'll see it all over the news. She's been murdered. I'm pretty upset about it. Like, can you come? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm getting on a train right now. So she goes up there, and they've arrested the girl's boyfriend, and the niece Zoe's like, I don't think he did it. Like, they did not have a relationship like that. Yeah, he sold, like, weed or whatever, but, like, he was a kind guy. Like, he wouldn't have hurt her like that. And she's like, I think it was the professor because they were, like, screwing or whatever. And she's like, well, that's kind of a serious accusation. But she meets the professor, and this dude, weird. Yeah, he's, he's from a, he's Harvard, American, mm-hmm. and he has a man bun. Like clue one, something's Big beard. up. Yeah, something's up with him. If you got a man bun, smokes American brand cigarettes. American in brand England. cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wonder how expensive that is. He's like <laughs> one of those guys who's like so full of themselves. Like he ate some lamb that was like bloody. Like oh, I eat my meat bloody. Like okay, that's fucking gross. And we all know it doesn't taste good. And you're just doing mm-hmm. it to be cool. Like you're a loser. That's how I felt about him. And he had this group of special girl yes. students that he's he specifically tutored by himself. He goes to speak at the memorial for the student that has just died because she was in this little group. And he brings the other girls that are all wearing white. Mm-hmm. With, like, they follow him. And, like, excuse me, does no one at the school think that, like, anyone that works at the school think this is appropriate? Like, yeah, I understand maybe a study group or something, but these girls are like a cult with him. They're all, him. And they're all girls. And he says that, like, he takes liquor and invites them to his rooms to drink and talk about Greek tragedy. Um, No, red flag, red flag, yeah. red flag. That's inappropriate. And I can't believe it was going on. <laughs> Whatever. Um, He's just a, he's a douche. Yeah. He knows, like, he's hot shit. He's yes. one of those guys. I'm sorry if you have a man bun, but I've never met a dude with a man bun that was a cool, nice dude. They're always douchebags. Can you say the same? I don't know. I haven't met many man buns. Go to, like, <laughs> Deep Ellum and you'll meet some, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, the, actually, one of the two dudes that worked at Victoria's Secret yesterday had a man bun. <laughs> I should have asked him. Hey, are you a douchebag or are you cool? <laughs> Funny. Okay. So, yeah, he stuck with me the most. And, um, I mean, this whole time, Mariana becomes obsessed with him. Like, yeah, thinking he's the murderer. He is the murderer. It's obvious if you've read a mystery or thriller, he is absolutely not the murderer. No. He is a red herring. Mm-hmm. That's who they want you to think it is. But yeah. It's but, like, like, she accuses him from day one, yes. and she doesn't even know this man. Mm-mm. All because, you know, her niece mm-hmm. says, you know, specific things about him and acts like she's scared of him. But she doesn't even <clears throat> detail why, right. and that was a red flag And Zoe's hiding shit. Yeah. Constantly. And oh, I've got a note when we Me get too. there. Me too. And, like... Yeah, those are red flags, but enough to suspect someone of murder. Yeah. That's a jump. 
Yeah, especially when he's got multiple alibis. And she just kind of goes into this blind faith with believing her niece. Mm -hmm. I'm very skeptical of people. I'd be like, "Mm, okay, what did he do to you? Why are you saying it? Why are you trying to pin this on him? Right. Um, What did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? I mean, we've discussed the writing. I did come across two new words that I didn't know. Shit, and I forgot how to say it. We were practicing (laughs) it, So, the first one was page 64, and they're talking about how Tara's father is very strict, and they call him even draconian. Okay. And And I thought it meant, it was referring to a time period, but I didn't know which one. Sort of. Okay, what does it mean? Sort of. It's an objective meaning of great severity that derives from Draco, an Athian law scribe under whom small offenses had heavy punishments. So it's like, hold up. They say draconian laws. So he's like... Is this what the fuck Draco is named after? It could be. It could be. Huh. It could be. Isn't it crazy (laughs) when you find little links like that? Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. You're like, hold on. Interesting. (laughs) J.K. Rowling, if you're listening, let us know. You got Draco Malfoy's <laughs> Right. She's like, know. I'll never listen Was to Was it a draconian this. law? We don't know. <laughs> okay, so say it again. What is draconian? One more time. <laughs> yeah. I want to I wanna absorb it. Yeah, I know, right? Because we're going we're gonna to use this. Um, the thor- so they're like strict. Right. Well, she was referring, I mean, in a nutshell, it's strict, but she was referring to Tyr's father. It's Meaning of great severity that derives from Draco, an Athian law scribe under whom small offenses had heavy punishments. And what website is that from? This is Wikipedia. Okay, cool. Okay. So, like, you know, if you stole somebody's pencil, it would have a heavy punishment. They're draconian. Okay. The next one, this one's the one that's hard to enunciate. Enunciate. I can't speak today. If you can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) So, this one was page 78. Mm -hmm. Um, She's talking, Marianne is talking about her professor. Because they meet back up. Clarissa. All of this, yeah. It says, and Clarissa's patience and kindness and occasional erisability. Okay, what does that mean? It is... (laughs) Marked by hot temper and easily provoked anger. And then what was the quote? quote? Clarissa's patience and kindness and occasional erisability. Because Clarissa seems like the opposite of the whole freaking book. In fact, towards the end, Mariana's shocked that she's like, she's like, I have this strong image of her and that's not how she's acting right now. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, those are good new words that you pulled out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we both said the writing was good, mm-hmm. but there were things. Um, <clears throat> so after the first death, another girl from the Maidens dies. And Mar- Mariana, there's a lot of shit. Okay, we're about to go off. Through her time in Cambridge, it does flash back to, like, when she met her husband, how her husband died. He drowned. They went to an island in Greece. He drowned. He went for a run and decided to cool off in the water, and a storm came through, and he drowned. Um, she studied literature? Okay, but she's a therapist. No, maybe it- is that she? Yeah, maybe she studied psychology so, or like Greek. Well, it said that she know. was training to be a teacher, and while she something happened, and then she decided to change to therapy. I'm like, you don't just like, hey, I'm gonna be a therapist. Like, you gotta study yeah, that shit. You got, so maybe she did study it. Like maybe she got her. Like maybe she, that's what she did her master's in or something. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't go into that. I just thought it was weird that, like, cause she knows a lot about the Greek tragedies mm-hmm. because she came and she talks a lot about. The poet Tennyson. He is referenced a ton. A few other poets are referenced. Because that's what her, like, undergrad was in. Literature. I mean, she was Greek, but she didn't grow up in Greece. Right. 
But she she's familiar with what the Professor Fosca is talking about. Which is weird because she didn't know Greek herself. That was yes. on those postcards. Yes. So the postcards. She, she thinks, she's like, oh, the cops are not doing a good enough job. I'm a literature therapist and I'm going to go ahead and investigate this murder myself. I'm, I'm a like, detective. Okay, bitch, you don't know what the fuck. I'm a detective, but I'm going to keep yes. pointing the finger at one person. Yes. And so she finds these postcards to the girls that have already died and they... Each of them are a different Greek tragedy, and they have Greek writing on them. Okay. The book doesn't tell us what they say. It's in Greek. It does. It does in conversation a few pages later, but it's not even verbatim. No. Clarissa, her professor, is like, oh, this says blah, blah. I'm like, no, I don't like that. I need a translation. I need to know word for word what that said. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I thought that was bullshit. Um, Also about the writing... I'm going through my notes. Oh my god, there's just so much that happens in this book. Um, And it's really quick. It is very quick. quick. So like while she's on the train going to meet Zoe, she meets this man named Fred, who is working on his PhD in some kind of mathematical Mathematical something something or another. Um, Okay. From the first word out his mouth, I'm like, this dude's a creep. There's something creepy about this dude. He is. <coughs> Fred is striking me down for calling him a creep. Premonitions. <coughs> yeah, he says he has premonitions, and he's like, I knew I would meet you today because I saw you. And she's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and then when they're leaving, he's like, I have a feeling we're going to meet again. And he's she's like, like, no. He's and- like, I'm going to ask you to marry me someday, and you're going to say yes. I'm like, <laughs> and he's a lot younger. She's like 36. He's like 25. Yeah. 29, I think. He oh, he's 29. Right. He's a lot younger than her. Well, um, he said he was about to turn 29. Sugar, I'm in the middle of a podcast and I'm choking. So I cannot now, pet you right so now. So I have to make sure you're okay. Oh, thank you. I'm, it was like a tickle. I'm fine. You, yeah. Can you smell me? I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> Stop licking my elbow. <laughs> I'm here for support. Um, so she meets him and he's like, yeah, we should get a drink. She's like, okay, yeah, whatever. And there's too many characters in this book. This is a this goes back to the writing. There are too many characters, too many people popping up that are very insignificant, like Julian, the dude that she went to school with who's working on the case. Yes. And Theo, the colleague that she meets in London who's working at that hospital, like Theo to me. And her therapist back home, Ruth. Her, her therapist back home. Her supervisor, yeah. The character of Theo, it was, I haven't read the author's other book, The Silent Patient, but what they were talking about, the patient that's at there that won't speak, that is a character from the other book. I made a note of that. So the only reason you put this character in there is for your own ego. It brought nothing to the story for yeah, me. Yeah, It wrote, was not needed. I wrote that. It's a, I put on page 241, uh-huh. when Mariana meets Theo, her supervisor's other protege, uh-huh. they mention a woman, Alicia Berenson, that mm-hmm. has remained silent since she murdered her husband. Is mm-hmm. this a nod to his other yes. book? And I haven't even read that book. I haven't read it either, but it was clear, like, I know what it was about, yeah. and I looked it up, and I was like, yeah, he's, okay, but yeah, it's cool when you do it, when it makes sense, but there was no reason to include this. No. It was for your own ego. I mean, maybe it's partially for the end like maybe he's going to come out with another book like maybe. about the hospital maybe but still you could have introduced it then i just thought there were too many people that were so insignificant like yeah. you did like it was confusing um so would you want to read another book by this author i mean i would he's got he's got some development he's got to work on but i definitely would because he's got he's got some talent you know i already own the silent patient so i probably will <laughs> read it it's been sitting on my shelf for far too long no. But I think it even said in his acknowledgments in the back that, you know, this is only his second novel. Yeah. And he grew from the silent yes. patient. He's yes. got more growing to do and all that. So at least he knows, you right. know. Right. But he's definitely got some power. He's, yeah, like... absolutely. I mean, he's a published author. He's a best-selling author. Mm-hmm. What surprised you most about the book? Okay. So. She's investigating this dude. She thinks it's the professor, da-da-da. But then, like, the porter gets involved, and she sees him fucking one of the maidens, and she sees the professor hand him a wad of money, so she's like, okay, something's going on there, and then 
she's like, oh, she runs into Fred again, and they have a drink, and um, he brings up the island that her husband died on. So she's like, excuse me? And he's like, what? And she's like, nothing. But, like, later she tells him that it freaks her out because that's where her husband died. He's like, well, I told you I'm kind of psychic. Maybe that's why I felt like I needed to ask you about it. The whole time, she thinks it's the professor. The book is leading you to believe it's Fred. because she, Or the porter. Or the porter. Because she goes to his apartment and he has those pages. He's like, oh, it's a book I'm writing about my mother. Well, also in this book, between chapters, there are letters from who you do not know. It's a boy talking about the abusive relationship he had with his father and his mother, and, like, his dad killed his dog. Those weren't in his papers. Well, then when she goes to... Fr- well, it doesn't show what's in his yeah. papers. It, he just says, I'm writing about my mother. Right. Well, then there's also a picture of a boy with a dog. And the death of the dog scarred this person. So you're like... So they're clearly trying to make you believe mm-hmm. it's Fred. Yeah, because that's the thing we forgot to mention. Every few chapters, there's an insert from somebody else's point of view. Mm-hmm. That you don't They're know. writing a letter, but it's about their childhood. Mm-hmm. It's a really fucked up childhood. Yes, it is very Like, their up. father's mm-hmm. very abusive, their mother leaves when they're young, and she leaves the child with the father, mm-hmm. and, like, it's just, it's bad. <laughs> and, like, when he finds out his mom's gonna leave, she's not taking him with him with her, and he's, like, he, like, thinks about cutting her head off. And he, like, goes and looks at the knife. So, I mean, you're like, okay, this person's clearly fucked up. Yeah, and the mom stands up for the dog. Yes, but not the son. Right, but not the son. So, the father takes the dog outside and shoots him. Yes, it's horrific. Um, I just, I get, maybe I've just read too many of these types of books, and I know when they're trying to lead you a certain way. Right. But, I mean, it's very obvious. Yeah. Because I even, this is what I wanted to show you. I even wrote down by, this was like, okay, so this book was only 330 pages. By page 200, I knew who the killer was. I wrote down page 173. The book is leading us to the professor and Fred, but it's not him. It's probably blank. I wrote her name, actually. Don't say it yet. (laughs) I just said her. There's several I did too. I did too. But yeah, to page 200. Um, it was obvious to me. Very obvious. We don't know why. Because she's hiding things. Right. And she's manipulating her. It's Zoe. We're just going to tell you. Yeah, Zoe is the Zoe's the killer. She's manipulating her aunt and trying to act like she's afraid of this professor and trying to lead her on this deuce chase. And it's like everyone can see it but the aunt. Um, and like she's like Zoe specifically leaves stuff out and like she'll start to say something and then yes. she's like no never mind yes. so it was very easy to see that it was Zoe because she was the only one hiding something and you don't know why until like the last 10 freaking pages okay but here's but, what surprised me most is that I knew it was Zoe but when she says so the aunt finds a letter in the stuffed zebra that Zoe's had ever since she was little. Sugar. <laughs> and Squeakies. she pulls it out. And when we read it, it's the same setting as those other flashbacks that we didn't know who they belonged to. Right. He's he's explaining and that, it, like, his yes. r- relationship with his dad as it goes on after yes. the mother leaves. And she, she finds a letter. And you're like, uh-oh. Well, Mariana's like, she gets a phone call from... <laughs> I'm going to go take that from her. Hold up. Give me that. You already took your bone away. You dazzled me. Where is it? Put your toy. It might be in the blanket. Oh. You can have this back in a minute, okay? Not right now. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so she gets a phone call from Fred. And he's like, Mariana, I just had a premonition. Don't go wherever you're going. Something bad is yeah, going to you're happen. Wherever you're at is bad. And, and she's standing in Zoe's room at yes, this point. Yes, because you know? they Zoe was like, I think I know where the murder weapon is. And they're like, how the hell do you know that? And she's like, because of the initiation night when I... Oh, and she didn't tell her aunt that she's in the Maidens, too. Because she has this stupid group therapy session with the Maidens and the professor. Trying to figure out if he really did it. And then they're like, oh, you didn't... Well, we're missing a member. And she's like, who's the other member? And they're like, she didn't tell you? She doesn't trust you? Da-da-da. It's Zoe. And she's like, what the fuck? So Zoe's like, no, I just went the one time, and here's what happened, and I think that, you know, they drugged me, and da-da-da, like, same old, same old. 
So she's like, I saw him take a knife, but it was just ceremonial. He held it up to my neck, but he didn't do anything. And he put it in this brick, like in between these bricks Mm. down by the river. So that's where she's taking her aunt. She's like, if we can find the murder weapon and give it to the cop, then it's like case closed. So she takes her down there and Fred's like, don't go. I had a premonition. Well, Mariana's already read this letter and she doesn't know who. I think she thinks it's from the professor. Yeah, she thinks it's from the professor. And... Well, Zoe's like, oh, you thought it was from the professor? No, it's Yeah, from... because it claims that, the person claims in this letter that they love they Zoe. They love Zoe. They've been in love they've, with Zoe for a long And they're doing time. this for her. Yeah. And this is my blood ritual that I have to do for us to be together. Mm-hmm. And so, and she's like, you thought the professor wrote that? No, your husband Sebastian wrote it. We've been having sex ever since I was 15. And you're just like, oh. You're like, well, back up, screech it. Yeah, Stop you're it. like, rewind. <laughs> um, what? Can I get? It makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. Grandpa caught us. Yes. And that was another thing was Mariana always talked. Her dad was always like, I don't like him. I'm not leaving you a dime if you stay married. Because he was very wealthy, like shipping magnet. He was like, I'm not leaving you a dime if you stay married to him. Now she knows why. Mm-hmm. Because he caught them. Yeah. Um, that's child molestation. Why did you not call the police? Yeah. He caught them, so Sebastian killed her father. Yes. He smothered him. Yes. Yeah. And, um, because it does say Zoe took the death of her uncle extremely hard. And she always talked about, like, missing, like, Sebastian wouldn't do this. And she was like, well, I guess Zoe just sees him like a father figure. So Mariana has been, like, blind. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my Siri. That scared the shit out of me. Uh, Mariana's been, like, blind to this going on under her nose the entire time. So, for some reason, Zoe thinks she needs to carry out his plan. It yeah, makes suppo- no sense. Because supposedly Sebastian was going to kill Mariana for her money so that yes. him and Zoe could yes. be together in the end. So, why do all this with her professor? I don't fucking know. It makes zero sense. Yeah, because Zoe even said, like, nobody's going to think it's me mm-hmm. after I kill you because I put some of Tara's hair in his wardrobe. In the professor's wardrobe. And then wardrobe. I put some, of, some blood. Some blood from a different girl. So, they're going to think it's him. Yeah. And he, they're going to think he killed you. And when we don't show up, you know, your your old teacher is going to go to the cops. The story because, that I, yeah. yeah because she, she, she was there. She story. Yes. About the ritual where they right. initiated her into the maidens and she was drugged or whatever. So it just, that's what surprised me most was that Sebastian was involved. Of course, it's the word from a crazy person. So who even knows if that's true? Because she has a psychotic breakdown after Oh, this. I'm sure it's true. But, um, but it just doesn't make any sense. Like, there were no signs beforehand. Yeah. Like, and I know Mariana mentions, you know, that she didn't know her husband. Like, she can't. She can't believe that she could allow this stuff to happen behind mm-hmm. closed doors, but there's always warning signs. Yes, there are. Warning. Like, I agree. <clears throat> and you've been with this man since college. And you did not see any of them. And you didn't see any of them. But yet you're focusing on this professor. Right. Who mm-hmm. I agree has warning signs, but um, your patient had warning signs and he shows up at the college and tries to kill himself in front of her. And then she finally calls the cops. Um, there's warning signs with this Fred dude who is stalking her, who keeps popping up. But she starts on page 176, she starts having feelings for him. But he is stalking you. Well, he turns out to be an alright dude because he tries to come and save her and Zoe stabs him in the back. He survives. But I mean, he really could have been having premonitions, you know? it's Greek. That's true. That is very true. Well, it's Greek-related. Um, several times I question if all this was in her head. I wrote that down. I'm like, is this Could she be another patient in the hospital? You know? Uh, I wrote down too many characters to keep up with. Oh, and it turns out that the professor gets fired because he was, in fact, sleeping with all of the maidens. All of the maidens. All of them. (laughs) So, yes, we were right. He was shady, but he was not a murderer. It just... It could have been a really good book. There were too many circles. Yeah, it was an okay book, but it could have been better. But, I mean... At least we didn't hate it because the writing was really was decent. Yeah, like, it was, it was good. really fast. It kept flowing. Like I didn't feel like I needed to trudge through. Yeah, any of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the ending was super rushed. I mean, it was like less than Very. ten pages. That because we you're did like, all okay, so we did it. Why? And then it's like, oh, I was molested. And then but she was in love with him. Yeah, she said she'd been in love with him since she was a little girl. But then, at the ending, like, Theo 
talks Mariana into coming out to... So Theo is over Zoe's case. Right. And he's like, hey, I think this would... Because Zoe is like, she's not well. She has gone through a full psychotic break. And I think seeing you would help. And I think it would help you. Mm -hmm. And Mariana's like, no, no, no. And then at the end, she goes to see her. Go ahead. And then he's like, okay, well, she's down the hall. But let me deal with this patient first. And then I'll take you down there. So he goes into his office. And Mariana walks down the hallway... And it ends there. And you're like... And she so walks what? into the room where we think Zoe is. Yeah, and so you're like, like, so what happens? Is she going to beat this bitch? Yeah. Because, like, like, what's going on? She even mentioned that once she saw Zoe again, she didn't know if she would be able to hold herself back physically. Yeah. Or verbally. Yeah. And then it just ends there. And you're like, okay, what the fuck happened? What, 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 did, she, what did she say? What did she say? What did she say? It's just <laughs> weird because, like, you're a therapist, but yet you didn't see any of these signs that your niece is mentally ill. Or that this was going on and you had absolutely no idea. Like like you but, said, I don't believe that. But it also said that, you know, they were both victims. and sometimes, She was absolutely a victim. She was but, only 15. Right. And sometimes when you are a victim, that you can't see the situation you're in until you're outside of it. Oh, you're saying Mariana's a victim. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, she gotcha. sort of was. She yeah. was being gaslighted by her husband, yeah. you know? And gaslighted by her niece as well. Yeah. Um... So I wrote down a few things. Persephone is also the goddess of death, obviously, because she marries Hades. Mm-hmm. So Kor in Greek means maiden. And I was like, okay, well, does Mariana feel like she's a maiden? Because death is all around her. Like her her mother died, her father died, her husband died. I don't know. I just thought it was just like a little thing. But it, remember it mentioned when she was at Persephone's, um, was it her tomb? Or was it her, just a, like a memorial? I think it was like a memorial. On that island when her and her husband, right before her husband died, yes. said that they were having a picnic at Persephone's tomb in her like memorial. like an omen or something. And she felt like a heaviness in that Persephone didn't want them there. Yes. And, you know, that they were... Probably because Persephone was, be was like, you know, this you know, dude's a child molester. Yeah. Get him out my shit. I mean, it makes so much more sense now. Um, I wrote down what is a punt. Because they're close to the river and they talked a lot about, oh, you can just take a punt. So, if you were wondering, too. It's like a rowing boat. Yeah, it's a, this is per Wicked, no. This is from off, um, the dictionary website. It's from, it's from Google. It says definitions from Oxford languages. A punt is a long, narrow, flat-bottomed boat, square at both ends, and propelled with a long pole used on inland waters, chiefly for recreation. So, you're like. Pushing yourself with that pole, like, mm-hmm. that's what a punt is. Because they talk, like, they even say at one point, oh, the murderer must be using the punt. Because there's no way he could get, like, from this Fred side of the campus that. to this side of the campus. Fred says that. The he river said, would be yeah, faster and no one would see him. Because at one point when Mariana was saying, well, you know, the professor did it. And they're like, well, can't have because he, he was an alibi. A, yeah, he was in a study set. But, you know, and the only like, time okay. he went outside was to smoke a cigarette. And Fred's like, well, maybe he took a punt. Because he could the make the water's it, much yeah. faster. Um, cause the maiden, they're like, no, we were in a study session. Like, okay, I don't believe y'all. But then they find a cigarette outside of the dead girl's room. Um, how did the cops miss that? Did they not search for yeah. this shit? And it's clearly the same type of American cigarette that she saw the professor smoking. Like, hello. And then that's when Fred's like, oh, he could have taken a punt. Like, they're just right there for everyone to use. Super easy. It just, there was just so much that didn't make sense. Like, it could have been a great book. Yeah, it could have been great. Too many circles, too mm-hmm. many loops. Mm-hmm. Wasn't. I I would give it. Oh, I don't think we finished our questions. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. How did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? I was so mad. Me too. It was too rushed. For one thing, yeah, because they just glaze over, you know. Zoe being molested, and you're like, I'm just supposed to accept that? Like, right, right. And then she goes, Mariana goes to talk to Zoe, and you don't know what they talk right. about, and you're like, oh. Fuck you. <laughs> How does the book's title work in relation to the book's content? It works. It works. It works. It's Over, about the memes. Overrated or underrated? Over. Let me see what it scored. It's, I think it was like a 3.71 when I rated it earlier. Yeah, 3.71. Um, I gave it a 3, by the way. I'm giving it a 3, yeah. I think it is a little overrated. It's all over Instagram, too. So. Yeah. Did it remind you of any other books? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, no, it's it's pretty unique. 
How did it impact you? Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? By the way, these are Oprah's book club questions. We're going to make our own. Probably not. Yeah, I probably won't. Uh, Definitely won't reread it. No. Any lingering questions or plot holes? We've covered that. Maybe they could have included in the flashbacks of the op- of the narr- of the person that we don't know who it is. It was Sebastian. Sebastian, but we didn't at the time. Maybe they could have gotten, you know, out of his childhood and maybe to where he met Zoe. You know, maybe give us a little more explanation right. there. And he kept, he kept saying, like, there was a night that he didn't want to remember. And, you know, he was rereading his journal, but there was two pages that was torn out that he didn't want to remember. Uh-huh. What were those two pages? Yeah. What were those two pages? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? It makes no sense. What just, happened to make you this way, Sebastian? Too many questions. <laughs> um, but it seems like her and Fred are going to end up together. Yeah. He seemed like a sweet guy, like, after it got down to it. He was just a little weird. Just a little socially awkward. Yeah, just a little. I mean, he's into math. Math people are weird. Yeah. They have to be mm-hmm. to be into math. <laughs> so weird. But then he also, what he's writing his thesis on was... Essentially parallel universes, right. and one where his mother did not die, and he's like, you know, maybe in another universe we're already married. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was really funny. And he's like, you know, time doesn't really exist, but we're not going to talk about and that. I, yeah, <laughs> like it's math, dudes. Come on. Uh, okay. Well, that's it for the maid. Oh, um, I asked our followers. I was like, what are your thoughts? Give us the details. So. Uh, Kelly at Booked Bandit said, I also loved the Easter egg reference to the silent patient. So Kelly liked it. We did not. I mean, yeah, it's cool, but it didn't serve anything in the story, in my opinion. No, I mean, if there, if, if the author had moved it to the end and like put it in a conversation or, you know, something happened when Mariana was at the facility to talk to Zoe, maybe then it would have been better, you know? Uh, she also said that one thing that I didn't think was really necessary was the character Henry. Did I miss something there? Like, yeah, no. no. You, there was a ton of characters he that wasn't were not needed. necessary. Ruth wasn't needed. No. I don't even think really think Clarissa was needed. No, and neither was Julian. Yeah. Um, neither was the porter. Neither was the porter. Just point a finger at somebody we else. We didn't need to see him having sex with a maiden no. that died later. Like, whatever. Um, a splash of Mona said, I also like that he referenced his other books characters from The Silent Patient. I haven't read it, but I love when authors do that. <laughs> um, a splash of Mona also said, I love the fact that it's huge on mythology. I learned some things that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It also reminds me of the movie The Skull. For some reason, I don't like the narrator on Scribd. I have about two hours left, so I'm going to finish it to see how sometimes the narrator can ruin the book for you. Um, I haven't seen The Skull, but I think it's a movie with Paul Walker and Joshua... I think it was like a cult. Jackson. I think if I remember, if I remember... Yeah, Joshua Jackson. From Dawson's Creek? Yeah. Yeah, it's like some fraternity shit. Um, At Red Rum underscore Reed said, I absolutely loved the references to The Silent Patient. I was totally living for that. Okay, okay. why did we hate it It so much? It (laughs) wasn't, the reference itself wasn't bad. It said it was in a part that made no sense, that had no connection to the story. It just could have been executed better. Oh, yeah. Um, Because, like, I've read some Colleen Hoover books where... She's linked them, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's really cool, but it, like, served a purpose. Right. Right. I felt All about execution. Yeah. Execution. I just, it did I just felt like it didn't work. No. Not where he had it. Yeah. He could have moved it to a better place, in a better scene, and it yeah. would have been perfect, but yeah. no. Well, I'm glad we're done with this book. Moving um, we're reading <laughs> William. William picked our next listener's yes. book, and that's what we're reading. What's it called? The Sanatorium. By Sarah Pierce. So one week from today, we're going to be talking about that. Um, send us your comments, questions, theories, reviews, suggestions to bookworms1podcast at gmail.com. Or on Instagram at bookworms1podcast. I believe next week is our one year anniversary episode. I can't it'll be our fifty second episode. Yeah. One year. I can't believe it's been a year. Again either. Doesn't feel like it. It does not feel like it. It's, it's really doesn't feel like it in books. We haven't read that many. I know. It seems oh god, I'm just feeling sorry. It doesn't seem like a year, but we may have some surprises yes. next week. Um yes. 
So stay tuned for that. Um, oh shit, what are we going to read the week after that? Don't know it's yet. your pick. We'll get to it. <gasps> okay. <laughs> if it's my pick, then we'll do... Oh, I can't see it from here. Is it the second one right there? Yes. So she's picking Survive the Night by Riley Sager. 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 Riley, could you please let us know how to say your name? Since this is the second book we'll be doing of yours on our show. <laughs> please let us know. I believe um, it's Sager. I think it would be Sager as well. Yeah. We'll just... We're going to go with that. Yeah, we're going to Executive decision. Riley mm-hmm. Sager, Survive the Night. Two weeks. One week was William's pick, The Sanatorium. It was a Reese's Book Club pick, though. We'll see. Sometimes I her picks aren't that great, is. though. Sometimes her picks are not that great. That is true. Um, but that's all I got. Bye, guys. Bye. Little, say bye. Bye. <sighs>